Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Fish Lift Eat Podcast. I'm Casey English, I'll be your host tonight, and joining me as always is Mr. John Hatton. What's going on, John? What's going on, man? It's just us tonight. Just us, just us, man. You know, we hadn't been able to do one in, in a little bit, it seems like, just us too. I know a lot of stuff's been going on, so hopefully we can uh, we can recap what what we've been seeing, what we've been doing, and what we've got to look forward to um, you know, getting into these warm months now, you know, a lot of people getting back on the water. Um, yeah, just a lot, a lot of exciting times going on. Hell yeah. It's, um, I'm sure you guys have had spring coming around for a while now, but up here in New York, it, uh, it finally broke out, uh, in the last week or two and we had a little 80 degree and sunshine weekend followed up by some snow yesterday, of course, cause it's not, you always get the fall spring in New York, but it's good to see uh, a change in, in, you know what the fishing conditions are going to bring us and what the weather patterns are going to start bringing us and get a little bit longer days and warmer days and don't have to put on three coats to go fishing anymore yeah we've had some we've had a little bit of screwy weather i mean in general yeah it's it's warming up enough to where we can see the we can see water temps coming up you know we're we're right in the middle of the spawn right now you know for the you know for largemouth spawn and stuff like that but um you know we've still been having some cold cool nights and cool mornings um but then we, we we've seen some 70 and 80 degree weather in the afternoon once it once it warms up and get going so yeah the bite's been good lately but it's definitely still got to bundle up a little bit at, at the ramp in the morning good deal i'll be honest i've been out in a couple of weeks um the fishing was really good in uh late february early march the fish were starting to come in early start getting set up for their spawn and uh we just got two weeks where we got hammered with rain and it kind of blew everything out. And I just haven't had a chance to get back down there since, um, you know, probably contrary to what our, our listeners want to hear about. I also do a lot of golfing and, and once, once the weather turns and they get that good golf course, you got to just kind of run to the golf courses before they, uh, before they start opening them up and they charge you to, to play. But the benefit to that is, you know, where all the ponds are on the golf course. And once those warm that's up what I was, fast, they're usually pretty good too. So that's what I was about to do. ask. You know, you got any little sneaky holes on the golf course that you can throw yeah, a little, you got a little rod of in the movies. bag? <laughs> Just when the golf game shit, man, you got to go swing by the river or whatever pond is there and see what's poking around. And uh, ironically, well, funny enough, most of the golf courses are, are hit in South Carolina along the coast. So, <laughs> You don't want to get too close to larks. Gators are down there and fucking been close enough to those big boys. <laughs> like, you know what? I'm good with that one. You know, I love North Georgia. We have no gators <laughs> yet. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. we, you know, we, we can travel to some of these lakes that we fish and yeah, you see some up on the bank and that's just, that, that's as close as I care to get to them. Yeah. They're pretty cool to look at, but the minute you get close or you're going to hit them with a stick, you're like, uh Oh, <laughs> no, that's too close for me. Yeah, I'm a hillbilly so, uh, man. I'm not used to gators. <laughs> I'll give you a little rundown. I know, I know just from experience what's going on right now. We have um, a really good sucker spawn uh, fishery that comes in behind the steelhead. So our rivers and, and uh, streams around New York here, we're definitely in that crossover window where you have the steelhead spawning. They're uh, starting to drop back to the lake, and they become incredibly aggressive post-spawn. They just, you know, look to refatten up and they'll hit anything with a, with a fly, a lure, or any flash on it. But you also have smallmouth bass and suckers. Uh, suckers are like weird carp. I don't know if you've seen them. Um, 
they you know sometimes whitefish are kind of compared to them they kind of all look the same but they uh they're coming up behind the steelhead so the river's kind of jammed full with uh, a lot of aggressive fish right now and it's fun man and it's usually all day you know you, you even with the hot days the sunshine the fish are so aggressive that it really doesn't matter and you get out there on a good day and you can put some the hurt into the fish but i uh you know I remember you remember keenan we had on the, the last podcast he sent me a couple lures so i do owe him a trip down there and get a couple fish get some photos of those before uh things turn over and i'm kind of targeting mostly bass and musky and pike out on the lake hell yeah yeah you know you're talking about like the aggressive fish right now you know going into springtime here anyway at least on the lakes bass fishing you know, it's a good time to really, you know, practice new techniques and, you know, practice maybe techniques that you got to, um, you know, sharpen your skills a little bit on just because the bass are so aggressive, you know, you, you can throw kind of anything right now, um, in the right area and, you know, get some action. So, um, you know, it's a good time, you know, if we got any new anglers out there that are, you know, just now getting out on the water, whether it be from the bank or a boat or whatever, and don't, don't be afraid to throw anything right now because, you know, they're, you know, we got, we still have fish that are pushing up. We still have some waves of, of spawners coming in that, that are, um, you know, feeding up to get on the bed. We've got fish on the bed. Um, you know, there was, there was a tournament here locally a couple of weeks ago. I mean, dude won it with like 25 pounds and it was just, you know, he was catching bed fish. So, but then we've also got those early spawners, you know, they're, they've slid back out and they're post spawn now. And they're just roaming around, just munching everything, you know. So we we've got the, you know, the heron spawn going on. Then we've got the shad spawn coming up and stuff like that. And it's just it's a madhouse, and I love it. Um, yeah, it's a beautiful time of year. Yeah, you, you you can just roll up on the right spot, and you can take a crappy day, and then you you can throw some weight in the boat really really quick. And you, I mean, hate to say it, you don't really have to be that good to do it. <laughs> I mean, you, well, you just kind of got to be right place, uh, right time. If you've been following Casey, his uh, Instagram page, uh, you got you gotten in some tournaments lately. So let's, uh, since I'm kind of boring, I'm into my golf game and, and waiting for the bass to start rolling up. Let's talk uh, tournament fishing. Let's uh, let's dive into that since we've been focusing on uh, fly fishing for a while. Yeah, thank God, finally something I can contribute to on this podcast. <laughs> No, man, but it's, it, it's been a, it's been a roller coaster of a year to be completely honest with you. Um, you know, without getting into too much negativity or anything, cause I, I, I stay away from that. But so we, yeah. we kicked off, we kicked off the season at the end of January and, um, I'll put it this when we blasted off that first tournament, um, I believe it was 27 degrees. I know I say that to you and you're like, Oh yeah, whatever. Yeah, right. I'm, that 27 sucks to me, yeah, okay? Yeah. Like, that that hurts when you're yeah. ripping across the lake at, you know, at, at 6 o'clock in the morning. No it, likes it, 27 degrees. <laughs> there's no such thing as enough layers that makes 27 degrees fun to fish in. Yeah. But, so, first lake we did, you know, super clear lake. You know, it was a power plant lake, so the water was, you know, for the time of year, was actually really, really warm. Mm -hmm. And, um, man, the fishing was just so slow. The yeah. first in the morning um i'll be honest with you, i didn't catch a fish till about 1 30 2 o'clock yeah and I, mean, I was sweating it which luckily on that one i was a late boat number which meant um i was in the last wave that got to come in for weigh-in so i wasn't doing if i remember it was like 4 30 um so didn't i think i threw everything 
in my tackle box and then some. Like the entire tackle bag that I brought for that tournament got thrown. It looked like a bomb went off in it afterwards because I was just throwing crap off, trying to throw something on. Like just could could not get on a pattern to save my life. So then we basically picked up after lunch. We ran all the way to the other end of the lake, you know, got back in a river with some little bit of stained water and um, caught my first keeper. You know, got it wasn't anything special. It was, you know, it was just a legal bass. Yeah. And then we um, got on this one spot. You'll you'll like this. So I, I was I ended up finally figuring out, you know, the the bait that they wanted. I ended up catching them on like a two point eight inch Kytec, uh swim mm-hmm. bait just on a um, on a guppy head by Dirty Jigs. Yep. And I was I was running it by this walkway coming out in the water, and I just get hammered. I mean, absolutely hammered. And I like I set the hook on it. And I was like, oh, we're, you know, we're cashing checks now. Like it was, it was on biggest rainbow trout I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) That's interesting. Absolute monster. Is it in Georgia? I was in South Carolina. No, this was in South Carolina. It was on Lake Kiwi. One of those mountain lakes up there? Mm Mm-hmm. Crystal clear lake. Like it's part of the Savannah River train. It's like the kind of. The, the chain of rivers or where like the Savannah river lakes start, it's, it's kind of up feeds down into Hartwell and, and so on. Gotcha. But, uh, okay. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah, like dude, it was crazy. It was like, I set the hook into it and I, I felt head shakes and everything. So I was like, Oh buddy, we're, we're on. And I was on light finesse gear. So, I mean, I w- wasn't horsing it too much when it came up to the boat and I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. You know, <laughs> I was finally like starting to kind of, you know, feel good. Like I was on something that we were going to salvage today and then catch that one. I was like, crap. So anyway, cut that one loose. And, uh, we fished around a few more spots, ended up getting on a pretty good shallow bite, caught another couple little keepers and, uh, went to another big lay down and I'll be dang if I didn't catch another huge rainbow trout. Just, I mean, an absolute whopper. <laughs> and now I'm starting to freak because now we're getting into like the last, you know, 30 minutes of the, of the tournament. I've got three fish in the, in the box. I need five. So we yeah. go to this pocket, you know, one thing I always like to do is whenever I'm pre-fishing a tournament is I'll go try to find a few little, they don't have to be great holes, but I'll just try to find something that's close to the ramp. Um, you know, wherever we got to check back in at to where, you know, if, if I got to make a long run or anything like that, I can get back and not be pushing for time. So we pull up to this little spot. It was just a pocket where, on one side, it was just brush and laydowns and like a clay point coming off of it. And then on the other side, it was all boat docks. Mm-hmm. So um, we go in and we flip the docks and just nothing. And we literally just cut straight across the channel to one laydown. I count the swim bait down and I start rolling. It just gets throttled again. And I was just like, oh, damn. I said, another freaking trout right here. I just already wrote it off it came <laughs> up it came up it. and it did it came up and swirled it was like a it was just shy of a four pound spotted pass and i started flipping out i was like <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so it basically at this point we're like 20 minutes to weigh in like just absolute last minute and uh yeah so that saved my day basically had I, awesome. I, I i went into weigh in with four but then here's where you know i could leave this part of the story out and, you know, I'd, it would feel like, oh, man, he kind of, you know, he did all right. No, I did a dumbass thing. It cost me a lot of points and, and ultimately cost <laughs> me a check. So 
the boat I was with, we were on his boat and I had one fish that, so on the, on this lake, it was a 12 inch minimum. Mm-hmm. I pulled his bump, I pulled his bump board out on one and I had, and you know, the rule is you can put it down and you can, you can squeeze the tail a little bit, the fork to come in and it just has to touch 12 yep. inches. Yep. So yep. I had one that I had one that was close. And, uh, I remember even saying, I was like, I'm going to check this fish again whenever we get to the ramp, just, you know, just to be sure, because that it, you know, you weigh a short fish, you're talking a pound penalty. Yeah. And so we, we come in (laughs) at the last, by the time we got back, I mean, we were crunching time and then, you know, the last few to weigh in and it just completely just exits my mind to re remeasure that fish. So I throw it in the, I throw it in the bag and like, I'm already, there's a courtesy board that I didn't know about till afterwards before you check in and go into the weight tanks. So I'm standing there in the tank. And then once you go and give them your boat number, like you're, you're there. So I throw my fish in the, you dump them in a sink kind of thing. And then um, the officials look at and measure and make sure they're alive and this, that, and the other. So three months, he threw three in and on that fourth one, it did not measure on the, on the MLF <laughs> boards. And when I say it didn't measure, it didn't even like, it wasn't close. Like I couldn't even argue it. It was not close. And I was just like, <laughs> you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> should cut the show. So, oh dude, yeah. Yeah. At least I could have ate something that day. Yeah. But, uh, so ended up having to, weigh in three fish plus a pound penalty. Yeah. So absolute brutal. And then I, I'm going like afterwards, like I'm just, I'm ill. I get in the truck, I'm driving home and then they send the results out. And so I think there were like 120 something boats in this tournament. And even with the penalty and all that, I came in 50th. (laughs) So I was like, I was like, okay, like, you know, that's, yeah. I'm not like, I mean, I'm pissed off. Don't get me wrong, but like, I'm like, right. we didn't, we didn't bomb, you know, that, yeah. that big fish, saved, that big fish saved me. But then what really ticked me off was whenever I got home and really started going through the, through the lineup and like seeing where the check line was. If I had, if I had just weighed in my three fish without the penalty, mm-hmm. still would have cut a check, still would have cut a check. If that fish had measured, <laughs> we're talking like, you know, top 20. <laughs> Yeah. So then I was like, God. like, so that's, it's just learned a valuable lesson that day to say the least. Dude. So, and it's then I guess. Inches and a game of ounces, ain't it? Oh dude. And yeah. Especially when you start talking about like 16 ounces worth, like that's, you know, one ounce can get you a long <laughs> way, much less freaking 16 minus a, minus a whole fish. So and that was the first tournament back in January. That was in January. Yeah. So that kicked off the so, season for you. I got I got two questions. That, how often um, how often do you have bycatch like that with trout? And I'm sure that you've had other species in there. Is that a pretty common thing on the when you're out there, like targeting? That was my first time on trout. Not gonna lie. Yeah. I mean, I've caught I've good. caught catfish, catfish, yeah. crappy perch, stuff like that. But that was my first run in in a tournament situation with trout in a lake. That's pretty good. Not bad. If it, if it, if it hadn't have been a tournament set, like I wish I could have got on them like during practice or something. Cause yeah, those, those suckers would have been on the, 
I mean, they, I know the viewers can't really see it, but I mean, like they were, I mean, they weren't like, you know, those of y'all that follow John on Instagram, like it was nothing that you see him hold up, but like, you know, for North Georgia, it was big trout. Yeah. Big trout, man. Those like, so, you know, it's a similar setup here where, where the, the steelhead will go live in the lakes all summer and that's where they get fat. That's where they get big. But, you know, trout specifically, they'll grow to whatever size that the really the food available for and that's where some some of these creeks especially the north georgia creeks those um private owned strips of water where they they feed those fish and if they just keep the calories going man that that trout will grow and there's no stop you know genetically they're not really stopped they're not stopping they just they'll grow until they die and mm-hmm. you have the steelhead that go forage all summer in the lake on big bait fish and, and they come back in the river and they're massive for their size but resident trout right that are only in a small hole or a small pocket they just don't have the food source to get that big they can live just as long but yeah they're gonna be yeah midget virgins kind of well all right what what's happened since so then we, we you know fast forward to the uh i said i'm going to kind of leave out the you know just the little local tournaments that yeah, weren't really right. you know for anything you know so let me let me say this to you know the my goal going into this year um, was to qualify for regionals for which um, will be in the fall but to do that yeah. you got to finish the season in the top 45 so I mean I was like okay well I'm, I'm right there kind of at the bubble and that was a bad tournament so I'm okay yeah so next tournament we come in and um, caught fish early I mean now we're talking like mid or middle end of February. And, um, dude, I caught probably 20 fish that were all 11 inches. (laughs) I mean, like, like we were on, we were, we were on fish. We just never got any size. Well, then we went up shallow and flipped some, we went up shallow and flipped some docks and we were, we were catching spotted bass, you know, out on just kind of out at the finger at the end of some points off the main lake. This is on Lake Mm -hmm. Hartwell. And, um, we went up shallow and we were flipping, you know, just like skipping docks and, you know, the sun had come out real good. So we were trying to see, you know, we had, we'd had a, a dock bite earlier in the week, but then we had a huge cold front and rain come in um, the day before the tournament. So that changed everything. And, um, man, we come through this one pocket and I threw a shaky head up in a hole just in the middle of no man's land, just, you know, covering water basically. But as soon as it hit the water, boom, five pounder. And, uh, so that was crazy. Um, yeah. That time, that and honestly, like I ended up weighing in double the weight that I'd weighed in the tournament before, and got throttled, like really? horrible finish. Like I finished seventieth. Jesus. And that, and at this point, like my wife didn't even want to be around me when I got home. I was in such a bad mood <laughs> because, like, go going to weight, like, do and I mean. That's the thing. Like, I fish against hammers. Like, there's dudes yeah. that are just they're on that like four and five days a week. Like, they're just they're always on them. And you you've got to you've got to consistently catch big bags to be competitive. And yeah. it was like, like going into weigh in. Like, I didn't necessarily think. I mean, I knew I wasn't like in contention for anything, but like I was, you know, I was expecting. I was expecting a lot better than that. So when I got that result, it was just like a dagger to the heart. Like, man, where are we? We're not going in the right direction. But Shit. luckily, <laughs> luckily, like that's unfortunate, man. You know, but it's it's a the, good lesson. 
Yes. The tables kind of turned though. Luckily, like the people that did really, really well in the first tournament didn't do well in, in, in this tournament and vice versa to where I lost one spot in the overall standings. So I come in 70th and then I, it put me in 51st um, in overall points. So yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. Then we finally got to turn it around a little bit last month. There we go. Um, so we went out, we went out of uh, Seneca, South Carolina right there, you know, just per, for perspective when we went on the river and turned down, I could look into, you know, Tiger stadium there at Clemson yeah. and, um, Ran Bain Lake stuff all day, dude. And uh, it was like we were on them. Like, I think I had a limit by, I mean, I had a limit by like 1030. Like, we were we were just crushing them. And then we went through a pretty little a lull during the day. And then mm-hmm. we started bopping around at the end and um, went up on this brush pile and caught this one single fish, just caught a toad. And, um, yeah, I think I mean, we were culling right up to the last minute, but we were boat number two that day. So we were due back in. We were in the first wave that had to come back in. And the frustrating thing was we we were like culling every – when I say culling, to those people that don't understand, it's like – so we're, we're weighing in our best five bass. So if I catch a bass that's bigger than one that I have in the box, then, you know, I change those out. So we, we call it just, you know, culling that fish out. And – um it's so like every fish that we were throwing in the boat there at the end of the day, you know, it was, it was weight improvements. And then I had that, I mean, I had that monster in there and it was, I mean, in grand scheme of things, a bass, it wasn't a monster, but like for, for that lake, it was a very good large mouth. Right. And, um, so we had to leave basically biting fish to make it back to <laughs> weigh in in time. So that was disheartening, but like, I knew I had yeah. a good bag. That's it not, was one where I was, I was like, we're, you know, we're, I pretty much knew I was cutting a check. Like I knew I was at least in the money on this one. And That's then, awesome. um, so we get back and go away in which we were one of the first ones. So I think like, I think like eight or nine boats had weighed in by the time I got there. Mm-hmm. Um, so weighed mine. I think I was in, I was in second whenever, whenever I weighed in, but then that, that bass I caught off that, that brush pile, it was the biggest bass that had been weighed in yet. And ultimately fast forward through the way and I ended up staying there and watching it was because, um, I won big bass on that tournament. And that's, uh, that's an extra, that's an extra little check on top of, uh, on top of the other. So ended up, uh, 12th overall and one big bass. So come home with two checks that day and it was enough points the way, you know, it all kind of fell that it moved me all the way up to 25th out of 163 and overall points. Yeah, so you said so that forty-five that, makes a cut, right? For top forty-five makes a cut at the end of the year, and we got two yeah. tournaments left. So I've got oh, yeah. one. Um, actually, when, when y'all are listening to this right now, I am on the lake fishing, uh, fishing the next tournament. Um, so we we'll, we'll be it'll be on Lake Hartwell, um, going out okay. of Green Pond Landing there in, in Anderson, South Carolina. Um, and it's going to be, it's going to be a slug fest y'all. I'm just telling you, cause we're going, we're going to be hot and we're going to be hot and heavy in the, in the shad spawn. And it's gonna, it's, if the, if the weather plays like it's, it's looking to in the extended forecast, it's, it's going to take some weight and I'm, I'm fired up for it. That's but, awesome. um, that'll be the last one. Then we'll have the, the summer break and then we'll come back to Lake Kiwi in August 
uh, for the super yeah. tournament, two, two day tournament. And then that's after that one is when it will determine um, if I made regionals or not. There we go. That's awesome. So, nice so pending, 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 no, dis- pending no disasters, like I should be. You're in good standing. Yeah. I should, so I should be okay, but – Yep, so if I make regionals, we'll be in Eufaula, Alabama in October. That's awesome. Right, there's so also like, – there's, 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 the, there's the wild card tournament that you, you're eligible for, but no, nobody wants to do that shit. You want to go to regionals and try to, try to win a boat. All right, so it sounds like you're averaging about one big tournament a month. What do you do with the other couple weekends? Do you, do you regularly go out there and practice – uh, smaller tournaments fill that gap or, you know, are you focused on family and, and kind of doing weekend stuff? All the above. Yeah. I mean, obviously I'm on, on the lake as much as I can. Um, we'll jump in some open, you know, little local tournaments. I say little, I think the, the last like local one I fished, it still had like 80 boats in it. Um, but just, just various stuff around, um, obviously you know kind of restocking and you know prep and tackle and all that just because of by having the one big one every month every every tournament is just a different there's it's a something different's going on that you got to be prepared for um yeah get me getting on the lake every chance i get but i've got a three and a half year old and a nine month old like that i mean i gotta be dad too and gotta um, be dad now i see that they they get in the driver's seat when the boat's on the ramp up on the uh on the trailer, do you uh, do you let him steer the boat yet, or uh, oh, he does he does it on the water too. Yeah, there you go. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's what's it like. So let's see. I'm thinking the last four times the boat has touched the water, I don't think a rod has been thrown. I think oh, I mean really? it's you know, we, I mean we we have family lake days too, just like like anybody else. We'll go we'll go pile on the boat and you know put put some music on and go ride around. You know let, let the kids have Still fun have too. Some fun. You know, yeah. especially now with the with the weather warming up and all that, it's just you know we'll get out there on the weekends and and go cruise around. Yeah, um, absolutely. But then I'll still, I'll even whenever we're doing that, like you better believe I still got my side scan on, my maps on, like I'm looking at stuff. I would expect nothing less. I, I mean, expect I'm to be still, calling out every fish that you spot on there. Be like, listen, I'm. I listen, mean, tell the wife, I'm not gonna touch a rod, but I'm gonna call every fish I see. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's pretty funny the looks we can get in some of these places where we get back and ride around. Like I'll have Coco Melon blaring on the, on the speakers coming out and, you know, I'll be sitting there <laughs> trying to scan bass. Like it's, you know, people be looking at like, they'll hear, hear the boat coming down the river. They hear like wheels on the bus or something. And, uh, <laughs> it's just a, yeah, it's, 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 it's a side, dude. But I mean, it's, it's time on the water though. I mean, it's time on the water. You never know. Gonna, you never know. Memories of that. You, you know, your kids will obviously remember for a very long time, whether, you know, they're, they're young enough that they, uh, they probably don't realize what's going on. But, you know, once they start hitting those older teenage years, they'll, they'll remember those days very yeah. vividly. <laughs> I remember we grew up sailing and just remember being out there all the time even as a kid even though i hated it even though it was i always wish i was on a fishing boat instead you know you still remember being out there and just the family time that that kind of environment brings it's, it's yeah. a very cool thing now you, so yeah um, we, we try to do all of it as much as we can i mean is, now whenever i get in tournament mode like i'm i'm zeroed in like right 
I'll I'll be on the I'm going out this Friday. Um, or well, this Friday to me now, and by listening to this, that day's already passed. But like that's, yeah. that, I mean, that's going to be a daylight to dark. Like all I'm doing is pre fishing. Like all yeah. I'm doing is you know trying to find where fish are staging up, trying to find that bait to where I think you know where they might be pushing up to do, you know, to be some shad spawn and, and stuff like that. I'm going to run as much water as I can um, in preparation for the next one. Like that's, yeah. that's, that's just me. And when I'm there, like that's, you know, it, it's almost like a business trip at that point. It's I mean, be, I love it. I mean, it's fun. It's yeah. fun. I mean, I have, I have the time of my life doing it just because of that, that competitiveness in me, but it's, it's, it's a whole different mindset once I get, get tuned into that right well you know like you said on the last one you bring home checks so that's my next next question what kind of for our listeners what kind of checks you bring it in with the uh the biggest bass award nothing that is uh <laughs> nothing that means i'm gonna go do this full-time yet <laughs> yeah, nothing retiring. it's not retiring yet. i'll put it i'll put it this way that that one tournament paid reimbursed all my entry fees for for the MLF tournaments. There you go. Okay. So yeah. one out of three is not bad. Cutting profits already. And, yeah. So, uh, I mean, basically that, that, that one kind of broke us even. And so if we can, you know, if I could duplicate that two more times, at least like we're, it can, you know, the, the wife's a little bit happier knowing at least you're not just blowing all your money just to go right around on the lake. <laughs> There's an end goal. There's some light at the end of the tunnel for the bank account, at least, at least a little unburdening of the, uh, it becomes less of a hobby, more of a, you know, hey, honey, there's a, there's a chance we make some good money this weekend. If you let me go fish an extra day, you can, you can sweet talk them a little bit more. Her biggest thing right now, is she's just, she's only wanting me to making sure that I qualify because she's already seeing like trying to line up childcare or whatever for me, me and her can slip away to, you know, get an Airbnb or something <laughs> down there on, on you follow for the, for the regional tournament and have just some, you know, have some us time. There you go. She's like, so she's like, you be, you you better make that tournament. You better now. That's my I guess my my final question uh, is it's, it's the standings. Is this um registered? You know, at the start of the year, these two hundred people, and and that's kind of how the rankings flush out through the, through the season, or is each tournament individually ranked? And it's is there more complexity to it? So to be in contention for, you know, the, the end of season stuff, it, it it's, you got to fish all of them or well, yeah. there's a few ways to where like you wouldn't necessarily have to fish them, but you would have to be entered in every one of them to be in contention for, um, you know, for regionals and, and wild card and stuff like that. There, I mean, there's, there's people that'll just show up to fish one or, you know, won't fish the yeah. whole series, but to be in the standings for, um, you know, for regionals or wild card, yeah, you gotta you're, you you gotta fish all of them. Oh, okay, so you can you can. That's interesting because you can you can outperform, but you can also say you miss a tournament that could uh, dock your your regional ranking, and vice versa. If you know you're kind of neck and neck with someone, and they something happens, they fall out of a tournament for a weekend, uh, it can bump you you up in the you know above that cut line. So, and one thing you can also, so if you win overall in one, you're automatically qualified. So like, if you like, say, say for example, if 
if I win win this next tournament in first place, like I'm automatically qualified no matter what my point standing is at the end of the year, but I still have to be a paid entrant into into all the tournaments. So gotcha. in theory, okay. like I could I could win this tournament and then like the next tournament I would still have to which I mean I've already like paid my entry fee. Like I still have to be registered for the tournament. I don't mm-hmm. have to show up. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I could, I, I could technically pack my stuff and go start practicing on, on Ufala or something, but you yeah. have to be, you have to be in all of them to be in contention to go at the end of the season. Gotcha. All right. Well, that's pretty interesting. You know, I think, uh, throughout the summertime, especially as my, uh, fly fishing stories dwindled down, I'm sure our listeners are going to be, uh, uh, you know, really intrigued on, on that. And, and just because there's, you know, some money to be made but not only that you know you never know who out there is listening wants to get into it say hey i'm really good at this i want to do it competitively i got a boat or i know people with boats um because that's frankly just you know i've always uh you it's not like it's i don't know it's 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 interesting um like you know there's a major league fishing but you kind of it's a little gray area in terms of the barriers to entry how to get into it how to be consistent tournament um participant and uh be interesting to keep diving into that world so i'd say this though i mean if if you're out there right now and and you think you might want to you know give serious tournament fishing a shot i mean there's people that you know just want to fish like the tuesday nighters and and local tournament stuff like my little brother that's he loves fishing but he could care less at fishing at the level that i want to fish at um, right. me, me, you know, me and him will run local tournaments and, and fine. And he's competitive with it and all that, but he cares nothing about like, you know, bigger stage fishing. But what I was going to get at, if, if you're somebody that, you know, say you don't have a boat, I, I, I mean, there's a whole co-angler division, which is what I'm fishing right now. I'm not fishing as a boater this year yet. I will be next year. Um, just because that, that's kind of the next, you know, the next step, if you really want to try to go anywhere with it and make something of it, at some point you got to jump to that boater side and, and do it. But, um, you know, register as a co-angler, you don't have to fish the whole series, like find one. That's what's awesome about the, um, major league fishing BFL series. It's tailored around, you know, the, the qualifier tournaments are made to be, you know, in your area. Um, you know, you don't have to travel far. Like for these qualifier tournaments, like the, the furthest I have to travel is like an hour and 20 minutes from my house. Right. Um, anybody can do it. Like I said, you got, you know, pay yeah. an MLF membership, but then you can jump in any of these tournaments you want to. So, I mean, just, just go out and do it. it. They're one day tournaments. They're on Saturday. So, I mean, you don't have to like, you know, worry about taking time off work unless you work the weekend or whatever, but the barriers to entry are not as high as, as you would think they are if you just want to get exposure to tournament yeah. fishing. Now, when you start fishing as a boater, yeah, there's a whole nother layer to it of, you know, the, you got the practice, you've got to keep up a boat, you got to pay for a boat, you know, fuel, all <laughs> that kind of thing. And then, I mean, you're, you're kind of sink or swim at that point because there is no, you know, as a co-angler, you're kind of subject to where your boater takes you. Like you gotta, you gotta make the best of, of where he takes you and hope you're on fish. But then like, as a boater, like that's on you. Like you, you, you've got to learn how to practice. You've got to learn how to break down a lake. You've got to learn how to, um, you know, chase quality. You know, it's just, it, it's, it's that next step of, 
you know, if you're wanting to evolve as an angler and really go after some, you know, some big goals like I do. Um, I mean, it's, I pretty much knew after the first tournament that I had no desire to fish co-angler anymore. I, mm-hmm. I, you know, I went in, I went into this year kind of, you know, wanting to get a little bit of experience and exposure to that, that level of a tournament, just cause it, it's, it was new to me. You know, I'd never, um, you know, ran tournaments to that size, um, before and kind of when I had a disaster of a tournament and I saw that I still was, was competitive in those, I was like, you know, on a good day, I, I can fish with these guys. Um, yeah. I mean, especially whenever I was looking at like my co-angler weights, seeing how many of like the boater weights that I was still, you know, weighing in more fish than they were. I was like, okay, like I can, I can, it, it was, I pretty much made up my mind on the way home from that first tournament. Like I'm committed to this year. Like, you know, we still have our goals that we want to hit this year, but you know, I'm, I'm already thinking about, about next year and, um, right. you know, we're, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to step on up next year and do it. Dude, that's awesome. It's exciting to watch, exciting to be a part of. I think it makes a uh, great topic to continue to discuss just because you get that competitive nature. And it is kind of, you know, it's uh, it's different. It's new. And it's uh, just keep building it and keep going up. And it's a fun thing to kind of, add, like I said, it just adds that another layer to, uh, to fishing. And whether we're doing it recreationally or for a little money and getting some checks out of it, it's always a good time. And, yeah, uh, yeah, and my thing yeah, is like I've, I've got I've got career. Today. Oh, my bad. Go ahead. Oh, uh, as I say, I think we uh we keep keep it short and sweet. We wrap it up, and uh, you know, uh, we just plug the Instagram accounts and keep following. You know, have our followers, uh, our listeners rather, keep following you along on these uh these tournaments this summer. Yeah, hopefully we can uh, hopefully we can finish off strong, but um. Yeah, if you're not already, follow, follow me on um, on Instagram at KCT English. Um, I, I try to post as much as I can, but uh, there's a whole not, not a whole lot of live action I can put on there because the phone stays put away during the tournaments. But um, yeah, keep up with me there, and uh, feel free to you know shoot over some some messages on there if you've got any questions about getting in these tournaments or or what it takes and, and this, that, and the other, I mean, even if it's anything, just, you know, technique specific, if you just want to, you know, chop it up about fishing, go ahead and, uh, go ahead and send us over. We love it. But then, um, I'll also throw, throw the plug to follow us on the, uh, on the fish lift eat page as well on Instagram. That's a, that's a great place to, uh, to interact with, with John and I, we're both on there. Um, if you got any, you know, if you got a cool picture, you know, or, you know, some videos or anything like that that you'd like to see featured on that page, uh, shoot those over to us. We'd, we'd love to be able to, uh, to share that with everybody and, um, and take you along for the ride that we've got. So what about you, John? Where can they find you? Dude, John J. Hatton, one, all one word on Instagram. Uh, been a little dry lately just because the weather's been a little shitty, but um, looking forward to uh, getting out and chasing some of the spring steelhead that are around here. It's a fun time to fun time to get down the river, the, especially the weather warming up a little bit. Absolutely, and I know there'll there'll probably be some be some stuff put out about this by the time y'all hear this. But if you hadn't already, um, head over to huntlifteat.com. Check out our, check out the new website. Um, it looks awesome. Um, that's where you can find find all your merch that you might want, whether it be you know some hats, hoodies, shirts. All the fish lift eat gear is on there as well. So. Uh, 
make sure whenever you pick that up, you tag us in it so that we can uh, we can show that. But yeah, no, the the, the new website's looking awesome. We're super fired up about that, and you know, being able to uh, to get our stuff in y'all's hands so that so that you can have it and rep it and love it. So um, yeah, that's, and then all the other social media platforms too, the Hunt Lift Eat official. Um, and then the Hunt, Lift, Eat podcast page, um, you know, that's where you can find, find all of our episodes as well. So, uh, yeah, so head on over there, give all those a follow and interact with us on there so that we can, uh, we can see what y'all are doing out there. That's all there I got go. though, man. You got anything? All I got. Till next time, Casey. It's always a pleasure, my man. Yeah, man. We'll catch y'all on the next one.